Takanol, not-for-profit arts collective in West Auckland for at-risk youth, engaging rangatahi and things like art workshops and community mural projects and annual exhibitions and so on. And for the past several years, a community gallery space for them to exhibit their work. Now, the support coordinator for Kākono is Sarah Candler, who also facilitates an at-risk youth music initiative called Kids and Gigs, and Sarah joins us now. Welcome, Sarah. Uh, Kia ora, Todd. Sorry about that. (laughs) That's all right. Technology, eh? Yes. Who'd have it? (laughs) (laughs) So, Sarah, tell us, what does the word Kākono actually mean? It means seed, and um, it's all about growing our young people's um, strengths and abilities and nurturing them as one would um, a seed to grow into a plant. That's very clever. So basically it's targeted at at at-risk youth. So define what what really that means and how people come to you. Um, But it's a really broad term and it can, you know, it it can refer to vulnerable young people um, for such a variety of reasons. Our young people come to us through referrals from um, Oranga Tamariki or the police or from um, family. Um, Our young people are not in mainstream education um, and they come from a really wide variety of backgrounds. There's no one type of um, kid at Kakna. We have um, kids who may have been in trouble with the police, kids from very vulnerable backgrounds, kids with anxiety who... Um, school was not for them. So, yeah, a really, really wide variety of young people. You talk about at-risk youth, so can you go into some of the specifics as to what actually are the risks? Um, I think um, neglect, poverty, um, lack of opportunities, lack of a stable home, all of these things. We have young people who are living in emergency housing, Um, We have young people who just haven't had the same opportunities and chances as the rest of us. So these are basically people falling through the cracks, if you like. As you say, mainstream education isn't for them. Is that sort of how these at-risk youth are identified? Uh, It's one of the ways that they're identified, yes. But our, um, our, our children aren't, our children are teenagers, young people that are not in mainstream education, um, but then it, it doesn't fit for everybody, um, you know, and there's other ways of learning in life. What sort of ages are we talking here? Is there an age limit? Um, we, we tend to work with young people from anywhere as young as 12 up to about 22. Um, and sometimes we help transition our young people onto further art courses. Um, we have students who end up doing design courses at Unitech, for instance. Um, yeah, but once, once they're sort of hitting 20, 21, we're looking at pathwaying them onto bigger and better things. So are these children and young adults described as gifted artists? Describe the work they're producing. They are when they've been with us for a while because we've got um, amazing art tutors. Um, I mean, basically, our young people come to us... Um, with an interest in art. Some of them are already fantastic artists. Some of them just have an interest in it, and that's something they can bring along and be encouraged to hone and specialise and create. Um, But it's not just about that aspect of the artwork. The the young people also learn to exhibit their art, to promote themselves, 
and they also run our gallery. So um, it's really quite a multifaceted learning space. When we think of the word artists, we think of maybe painting and so on, but there's more to it than just painting. I mean, what else are they doing? Oh, anything that they like. You know, if a young person comes to us and they have an idea that they'd like to explore, then we'll make it happen. We've done um, carving and we've done some weaving. We've done glass workshops. We do ceramics, um, a lot of printing. We do T-shirt printing and screen printing. Um, There's really no limit um, when it comes to young people's creativity. So what opportunities stem from their work? Um, the opportunities to exhibit their work, um, which brings up, is, you know, it's such a confidence booster for these young people. And then, um, so for the last couple of years, we've also had the gallery open in Henderson where the students can sell their work and, you know, to understand that their work has a value to others, and not just them, is, is a real confidence booster. It's also, you know, it's life learning about that you can make a living doing something you you love and you're good at. How does it actually work? Are these children referred to by parents, Farno, or they come to you themselves? How does it work? Um, our, our young people are always referred by other people. We don't. I think they're probably too young to do self referrals. But like I say, they come from all different walks of life. Um, we get referrals from the police, sometimes from schools if things aren't working out for a young person in mainstream education, sometimes from Oranga Tamariki when there's an at-risk young person who has got an interest in the creative arts. And the creative arts can spread far and wide. For example, music, there's a big music initiative. So tell us about that. Yes, so that came about, um, really, it started during COVID times where we were living under, you know, under really difficult circumstances. And one of my students said to me really excitedly one day that Snoop Dogg was coming. And it was at a time when you had to be vaccinated to go to large public gatherings. And it began a conversation with a really kind chap called Toby Burrows, who is the director behind the Snoop Dogg tour. And we started talking about using live music as um, an incentive for young people. And it grew largely out of his incredible um, understanding of of the aim of the incentive, really. Um, It it grew into a fund on, on Give a Little called Kids and Gigs, but it also drew attention from promoters and tour managers, um, inspiring them to gift passes to some of the students um, just to enable them to experience live music. And Snoop Dogg actually spent time with you and your work. That must have been just amazing. It was. It was pretty surreal. It was um, and really unexpected. I mean, um, and again, that's down to Toby Burrows and his incredible um, generosity towards us. And his, his just re- real understanding of, of the aim of it, he reached out after, you know, arranging all of these wonderful, the free tickets and things, and then, surprise, surprise, said, would I like to bring four students along to meet Snoop Dogg? So it was um, it was really, really quite beautiful. He, he had time for us all, and it meant more than I can explain. It meant more than I can explain to those kids. It was just wonderful. 
He seems like a really down-to-earth sort of person and can identify with a lot of different groups. I, I was really surprised. I was really surprised. I was expecting us to be sort of one of many groups trying to get his attention and his time. And actually, it was kind of just us and the press. And um, and Snoop had time for all of our kids. He talked to them about the artworks that they gifted. Um, he wanted to know their names. Um, they loved having their pictures taken with him because, of course, um, some of them are under 18, so they couldn't actually go to the gig. But for them, meeting him just meant the world to them. That's fabulous. That really is. Yeah. Yep. Give us give us maybe some examples of the transformation that you've witnessed in the lives of the young you're working with. Um, well, so I've, I've worked for Kakanul for about four years now, and it was started about 10 years ago by um, our director, Mandy Patmore. And she has an enormous heart um, for the young people and is very hardworking and has kept this what started as a little um, project and has now snowballed into a huge thing. Um, the, we, we have kids who've been with us for several years because they, they haven't fitted in anywhere else and we are endlessly loving and supportive. And so they stay. Um, we look after our kids really, really thoroughly. Um, the, the art skills that they gain and grow with is something that you can witness in the studio day after day. Um, and the confidence from exhibiting and selling their work is you, you can also see the positives from that. Um, the positives with the music experience is instantly really noticeable in that um, I'm taking kids to live music where they've never been to concerts before, they've never been in large crowds before, they've never had that joyous experience of, um, a, you know, what can be quite an expensive um live music event um and and the outcomes are already just wonderful i mean well-being would be the obvious one um connectivity um positivity having opportunities that maybe the rest of us sometimes take a little bit for granted how long do the children the young people actually stay with you i guess there are different lengths for different needs there really is, yeah. And like I say, we've got, I mean, we've got um, students with us at the moment who've been with us for several years. Um, and when they're ready and um, there, there's a, a pathway forward, then we'll help them move on to whatever their next um, journey is. But um, we don't have set limits for any of our students. Each of our students is so unique. And how many do you have? Um, at the moment, we've got about 20 students on our books. We're a small organisation. We're um, a not-for-profit organisation. And, you know, and we do work with some um, some people who need quite a lot of TLC, quite a lot of wraparound service. So we're not going to be a big um, educational centre. That's not what we are. We're very much a small um, youth arts group. And I guess they're all quite diverse, but they've got things in common which will help them in group situations. Absolutely. That, that was one of the, um, the interesting things to see about the kids coming together out of class, sometimes bringing family members too, to these um, gigs. And it's that real simple thing of, you know, the things that we all love unite us. And music is most definitely one of those. We've got, um, you know, I took a group of 16 of us to the Snoop Dogg gig and um 
you know, some of our younger girls, some of our older boys, they all looked out for each other. They all spent time with other members of the group that they wouldn't normally necessarily hang out with. And they all had a, a, a really beautiful, positive, lovely time. And I guess through various other channels, you deal with members of their whanau and others in the community and maybe try and get them back to some sense of, quote, normality, unquote? Um, yes, I, yes. Um, I mean, we use, you know, we, we um, have lots of connections. You make a lot of connections when you work with youth in West Auckland. Um, yeah, we're, we're sort of there to help them in any, any which way that they might need, really. And Sarah, when they've spent time at Kākono, where to for them beyond that? Um, that depends on the young person. Like I said, some of our, some of our older artists will um, go on to further education. They'll go on to design, art and design courses, um, either at Unitech or at other um, art courses in Auckland. Some of them um, already work in our gallery part-time where... They also have things like barista skills so that they can sell coffee from the gallery. Um, We help our students look for work when they're ready to. Um, We've got um, students who we've sent off to work in the film industry in West Auckland, and they've taken their um, painting skills and have gone and worked in the props department. All sorts of different pathways ahead, depending on on the individual young person. You'd have to find some pretty open employers there may be some who say no they're not the people for me does it take a little bit of a convincing chat with them sometimes um sometimes i think you know yes i I think it does but we also we all know each other very well we work very closely and we're a very um tight loving little unit um so we know our kids really well so if we're going to put them forward for a job we wouldn't put them forward for one where we think they might fail um but, you know, part of that, um, the experience of working in the gallery, selling their work, you know, learning how to talk to the public, how to use the Ethipos machine, they're, they're getting work experience as being part of Karkano Collective already. So, um, yeah. And you yourself, Sarah, must be very passionate for advocacy. Yes, yes, I, I am, because I, I, I think I, I understand that when you do have um, needs and there's somebody to advocate for you it can have really positive outcomes and sometimes it is as simple as not having had enough support in your life so how do you keep buoyant and positive what fuels <laughs> what fuels you in the work uh music <laughs> well um the positives from it, it it's really hard work but at the end of the day it's um it's really productive it has incredibly positive outcomes and I've seen them for myself and that makes the hard job you know worthwhile incredibly worthwhile so definitely the positive the positive outcomes yeah are you funded um we we are funded we are constantly applying for funding because we're a not-for-profit organization um the music initiative is a separate little um give a little fund um, um, but also that, that's the um, donation collection arm of it. The other is music promoters' um, gifting tickets. And how long have you been going? Uh, Kakano has been running for over a decade now. Um, 
and is we're, we're about to move back into our studio at Corbin State Arts Centre because we've been um, undergoing earthquake strengthening for the last year. So we've been squashed mm. into a tiny little porter cabin. So we can't wait to get back in our studio and spread our wings a little bit. Even in Auckland, you have to go through earthquake strengthening. <laughs> I know. Who'd have thought? <laughs> Who would have thought? That is that is interesting. So in that time in the last 10 or so years, how many people have gone through the system? Oh, my goodness. That's a question that Mandy would probably have to answer. But I would <laughs> imagine I would imagine a, a couple of hundred probably. I couldn't, couldn't answer that without talking to Mandy. That's good. That's a, that's yeah. a big number indeed. It, it is. And we're, and we're still in touch with lots of our ex-students. You know, we have a really strong bond with them. Um, they come back and visit. We stay in touch beyond so, Karkano. So how many of you are there there? Um, at the moment, there's three tutors and we have a lovely driver. We, the, the young people get picked up and dropped off every day. Um, that's another way of not letting them slip through the cracks. We make sure they're getting to us and back. Um, and I do the um, social work in the background. And you have a website, don't you, if people want to know more about what you do, what you provide? We do. We're Karkano Youth Arts Collective, and you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Um, yeah, you can check out our website online. All right. Well, let me spell that out because a lot of people may well wish to have a look at that. And it's one word, Kakano Youth Art Collective with an S, K-A-K-A-N-O-Y-O-U-T-H-A-R-T-S Collective, C-O-L-L-E-C-T-I-V-E. So Kakano Youth Arts Collective.com. That's right. And then the music fund is Give a Little Kids and Gigs. And we've got a little write-up in there and some feedback from the kids about the outcomes. Congratulations on your efforts and your enthusiasm. I can hear it in your voice and what you're doing for at-risk youth. So thank you to you, Sarah, and everyone else involved with Karkanaw. Oh, thank you for having us. Thank you. Pleasure. Support coordinator for Karkanaw, West Auckland for at-risk youth, Sarah Candler facilitating an at-risk youth music initiative, Kids and Gigs. Do you want that website? Once again, I'll give you that. You can just go to com. Much appreciated.